welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawin, the apprentice wizard. Okay, so, can everybody hear? Yep. Last week, you guys were up here in room labeled 12-1, and you finally defeated Leotah. You made it through her gauntlet of challenges by actually bypassing, shortcutting through the challenges by solving the riddle directly, which led you up the stairs that have a spider web. At the moment, you came up into the room. There's mirrors all around the room. There's a floating throne in the center. There was a force field glass shield thing over this dentist-like looking chair with this steampunkish robot that was preparing to do uh, like perform some sort of surgery on Abishag. Um, but the group was able to, one, they scared the flying gorilla people who fled through the stairs. You held Leotal up. She was eventually killed. There were two iron sentinels that were all take, also taken down in combat. You broke through the glass shield and uh, destroyed the uh, robot inside. Um, Basically what you're saying is that we won. Oh, I don't know if I would go that far. You are still inside a wizard's tower. I think when we closed last game, we were uh, Sant was casting detect evils, hoping to find out if this Leotal had a phylactery or anything That's like that. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were concerned that she wasn't dead, 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 dead. Detect. What you do? Listen to the last five minutes of the game tape, there, man. I try to do that every week. <laughs> I don't always do it, but yes, I did. Okay, okay. So, all we need is a spell check roll. Acting with the evils. And Abishag is still unconscious. So that's a 19 on the detect evil check. Hold one moment as I tell you what that means. To a range of 120 feet in all directions, a creature of opposed alignment are <clears throat> automatically detected. Bass well lights as, up like a candle. <laughs> as well as objects inherently dangerous in nature, such as traps and cursed weapons. Evil mm. creatures do not receive a will save to remain undetected. Boom. They are discovered. Uh, and that manifests as evil creatures emitting terrible dark shadows in all directions, clouding their appearance with a deep shroud of darkness. <laughs> so you look at us and you're like, ah! <laughs> I see dead people. <laughs> so what's that tell me, Jeffrey? Um, you get a faint glow. You see these terrible twisted shadows dancing about Baptist. Um, hey! <laughs> Oh, what have I ever done? <laughs> you Where do we start? <laughs> see some smaller shadows near the heart-shaped ruby-like gem that is now uh, that is clutched in the machine's one of its appendages. Oh. And you see a faint uh, off of Leotah. but the shadows there are very wispy, very very faint. 
Baptist's shadows are much stronger, much darker. Baptist is going to start cutting her up. <laughs> that she was going to implant her heart into my kid. That's yeah. that's like the gem is her her soul or whatever. Oh, probably a phylactery or something. Yeah. We need to crush the shit out of that. Great. My kiddo woke up just as I was saying crush the shit out of that. Now he's walking around the living room saying crush the shit out of that. (laughs) He did not say that, did he? I think that is what he said. Good job. Good parenting. Oh, oh, I parent. I parent with the best of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> he'll he'll walk up to grandma and the first thing he'll say to her. Actually, I think he learned his first curse word from my dad. So. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Blame it all on him. Um, I'm going to cast detect magic too, Jeffrey. Okay. Um, I believe you lost and gained disapproval. Yeah. Technically, I think that actually I have to roll on disapproval because I'm still using you, yeah. the where I was. Yep, I'm good with that. Of like course that you are. So 2d4? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're way ahead of me. Minus one penalty to all spell checks. Last until the next day. I already had that. So now you're up to negative two. Minus two penalty. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm like, well, guys, I, I can't detect any magic, but that gem looks pretty evil. I think we ought to do something with it. Uh, Methodist wants to have a look at it. Yeah. Okay. I would, it's just a hunch. It might be something different. So it's clutched in this claw of this robotic machine-like thing. Does it look safe to grab? Uh, it is still... It, it is red. Uh, the machine is smoking and a couple little sputtering noises from it. Steam is, you know, billowing out from it. Uh, it's little robot head-like thing sort of tilt and is slumped, but it's still holding the the red gem, about the size of a human heart, uh, almost shaped like that. Um, and it, the gem is red, and as you look at it, without touching it, you see it looks like there's it swirls inside, like little smoky stuff swirls inside of this gem. Can I see anything inside the smoky swirls? Um, they don't really seem to take any sort of pattern or shape. They just rotate in like smoke on the wind. Uh, where are the light sources in this room? Is there like is it like torches or something or windows or something? There's no windows. It's all mirrored and there seems to be like from behind the mirror like a LED lighting for lack of a better term. It's like a, a, a glow more than anything else. Okay, so it seems to like come from no behind each mirror panel. There's no particular bright spot. No. Okay. Nope. It's more of a glow. Has Mephrodus ever seen or heard about something similar to this? You've done a lot of research, so give me an intelligence check. Uh, yeah, give me an... Oops. trying to think how to do this. Uh, give me a d20 plus intelligence bonus for a DC type check, not a roll under check. And I'll give you a bonus because you've done a lot of research in Silmar. Eh, I, you... Uh, it was just a test, sorry. That's fine. You... Uh, um, you've heard of people being able to put things into objects like souls and stuff, but you're not real familiar with any kind of practices or anything like that. But you know. Okay, but does Mephrodis have a wizard's intuition that, that this may be such a gem? 
based on what you saw happening when you arrived, it, I mean, it could seem to make sense that way. Okay. Uh, Methodist would like to sit down with that gym for a second, if nobody else has anything they want to do immediately, and uh, consult with Spirit. Okay. Baptist has got the meat cleavers out, and he's carving her up into little pieces, hands, <laughs> tongue, chewing on her leg like a turkey leg at the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Sam, while uh, Mephrodis is, is kind of studying, um, he'll like lightly tap him on the shoulder and say, are you feeling okay? Need some healing? Oh, yeah, I could use... I'd be real much obliged Man, son if of you could... a bitch. Here we go with the disapproval again. Four. And another negative one to his spell check roll. Yeah, so you said that that's Leotah not human. Uh, Leotah right. was not human, correct? What is she? She tastes like she's been dead for a long, long time. She's a lit. Okay. Her bones are like hollow when you start munching on them. They crack real easily. There's like no marrow. Uh, there's no blood that comes out. Not satisfying. <laughs> it's not satisfying, Jeffrey. It's like, it's like jerky. <laughs> yep. You're not supposed to eat it. You're supposed to smoke it. Maybe it's about to smoke something else. <laughs> <laughs> Getting old. So she's just an old ghoul that's been kept alive. Something seems to have been sustaining her, some m- magical power. All right, so you, you threw for the moment, Dustin? Yeah, I think uh, it doesn't look like uh, Monty is with me in this temple at the moment. All right, well, Mephris is going to go ahead and consult Spirit. He sits down and casts a 15. Failure, but spell is not lost. Cast again. Yeah, sounds like a reason to try again to me. Uh, casting time is one hour. So oh. If we got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the room is just covered in mirrors. All the walls are. Yep, all the walls are covered in mirrors. There are, there is a door. Hold on. There is a door over this way. Oops, over this way, and one over this way. Uh, okay. And we have not been through those doors yet, correct? Correct. Let's have a look. Are there any kind of controls on on that uh, throne? You do not find any. You can make a search check if you want to look, see how closely you can. Yeah. An intelligence check or what? Yeah. Or you, you've got a search roll for a thief, right? Some sort uh, of thiefy thing? Yeah, find trap. Yeah. Would that work? Mm, yeah, I'll take find trap to find like some sort of device or switch or something. So you poke around and you do find a little like square about a four by four square that looks like you could sort of flip it up i'll flip that junk up okay you find um two buttons in there two buttons two buttons they look the same yes they look identical i press them simultaneously <laughs> one yeah. at a time both up at the same time <laughs> oh man <laughs> are they labeled they are not. Right as I push them, I say, I found two buttons. 
So <laughs> when you press them both at the same time, the throne neuron starts to vibrate and shake. Ooh, like a massage chair? A little more than that. Okay. Bedford just takes a deep breath and starts drawing a circle on the floor. <laughs> press the left one by itself. Uh, the lights behind the mirrors get brighter. And the right one? Hold on. This sounds like a long sequence, man. <laughs> I, try, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about this. <laughs> We've been in a spaceship before. Remember? I'm back. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Forgot about that. So you press one of the buttons, and the lights behind the mirrors got brighter. I press the other one. Lights get dimmer. I just keep pressing back and forth. Mood thrown. This it's like a it's like a rave club now. Pretty much. Some jargon's starting to dance. Press the lights to get them brighter, and let's see if anything changes. Okay. Nothing changes. It gets brighter. You still see well now a desiccated uh, Leotah. Abishag still is unconscious. Uh, see the two doors. The maybe, web still cover the stairwell down. Maybe we should heal Abishag. Was she like injured, or she's under some sort of spell? No one's really looked at her. Yeah, I, I've been hold- <laughs> we, we've been holding her, and I was I was I was trying to wake her up via normal means. Like, oh, okay. Well, Dandelion's over there. She can readily tell that um, she is underneath some sort of drug. Okay, so it's probably just a matter of time. <clears throat> um, Patrice do a handle poison to try to determine like if he can gain an idea of how long it'll be. Yep. Or if there's any negative effects or. Yep. I'll check okay. it out. So he's plus thirteen, so twenty six. Okay. Uh, he's well versed in poisons. He suspects okay. this is a drug that was made like a anesthesia of some sort. Uh, it seems to be pretty deep, especially because she's more toddler sized than than human sized. He's guessing she's probably out for six to eight hours. Uh, he's some some sort of divine healing may be able to remove that effect sooner. Looks like it's a date night. Sandaline's <laughs> <laughs> nice. fingernails change color, nail polish. So All right, three stinks. Okay, so yeah, I just let everybody know that. So Otherwise, maybe she's fine. Line. The the saw blade did not reach her. It just seems she's drugged. Right. But our our healer seems like he's going through right now. So. What's yeah, your sp- healer is as typical on the tower. Not that useful. Yeah. All right. I'll check. I'll take take a look at this upper door. Okay. It looks like a polished oak door with polished brass bands around it. This looks like a nice ornate door. All right, I'm gonna check the traps. Crit. <clears throat> um, you do not find any traps on it. Is it locked? Uh, it is locked. Yes. All right, I'm so, despite how fancy the door is, the lock is not that difficult to do. You suspect probably the owners of the tower never expected anyone to make it this far. And it was, the lock was more of a formality. So, you now have the door unlocked. What do I see in there? Oh, you see. Uh oh, it actually goes to a different room attached to the one room. 
So, inside, you see lavish furnishings of decadent opulence filling the chamber. Draperies of gauzy silk surround a circular bed mm-hmm. large enough for three. A mammoth hide cover, a, a mammoth hide rug covers the floor, top which rests wardrobes of extinct wood, banded chests, a dressing table of marble, and a desk large enough for an ogre to stretch out on. In the air overhead are drifting flames of purple and pink that bathe the room in an exotic color. So you've got bed, uh, a large oversized desk with a marble top, a wardrobe, and a chest. Is this the desk? That's the bed. That's the bed. That's the, the, the three-player bed. Yep. Yes, yeah, three-man bed. <laughs> I guess these are the desks, or this is the desk with a chair beside it. It's like Wilt Chamberlain's apartment in here. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's the desk. Let's go check out the desk. So the desk is very large. It's got a marble top to it. Um, it matches the dressing table uh, that's made of marble, except this the desk only has like nice mahogany wood with a marble top. Very large. There's a couple drawers. Uh, are there any papers or effects scattered on the top of the desk? Or Nothing it? scattered on top. It seems to be rather meticulously kept. Oh, I see. I'm going to check the desk for traps. Was a twenty-two your trap roll? Yeah, your trap. You do not find any traps. All right, I'll open up the drawers. Okay. Uh, the top two drawers are empty. They're sort of the shallower, shallow, shallower drawers. The bottom drawer is a little larger. Did the drawers uh, come all the way out? Yeah, they slide out. I mean, they, they, they've got a little catch the on them as they stop, but they they slide out. I'll slide out, throw them back. Empty. And in the bottom one, it's a little deeper, and when you slide it out, it has this uh, large tome in it, this black tome. It's about, oh, 18 inches by uh, 10 inches thick. It's about three and a half, four inches thick. Whoo! Mephrodus' tentacle is quivering at that, the side of that tome. Lady Klaus, Lady Klaus will take a look at it. Okay. So, Newton Klaus uh, gets the book. And as he grabs it, this thing immediately turns, and it sends this black pseudopod at uh, Nooney Klaus. What? Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of jello. 19 to hit Nooney Klaus? Yeah, that ah. hits him. Right. Or five points of damage from the impact, plus three points of acid damage. Crap. Acid damage. It came out of the book? The book turned out not to be a book. It was looked like it's some sort of slimy thing that was shaped like a book, almost like a mimic of some sort. Oh, man. So everybody roll initiative. Ooh. Here we go. You have a good one. Did I hear you say that you're supposed to add your regular bonus to your backstab? Muted. You're muted. Kelly. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Add it with your regular attack bonus. Okay. Baptist and Noon Klaus are up first. Then it'll be Jargon. Got this book thing that just attacked Noon Klaus. 
That just wants to backstab it if you can. <laughs> backstab the pseudopod. Stab <laughs> <laughs> it. You can stab it. You can't backstab it, though. I think he can. He's surely sneaky enough to outwit a pseudopod. Nineteen. Get him that that does. Contents. That does hit. That hits. Yeah, it's pretty easy to hit. Okay. Five points of damage. Okay. I will stab it again. Ooh. 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 Very nice. They got, got it in his giblets right there. Uh, let's see. Roll 1d4 plus. Got to get two. <clears throat> So there is seven more points of damage. Okay. Plus two. Sixteen on my crit roll is lightning fast shot. So the face pops out my foe's eye like a grape. Foe is permanently blinded in one eye and can take no actions for 1d3 rounds. So um, <laughs> it, it doesn't really have any eyes to go, so why don't you just roll another d4? Some kind of sensor, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is five, seven, fourteen total damage. The book still seems very much alive. What? Okay. <laughs> Nuni class will cast the magic missile. Eighteen. Eighteen. Throws 1d4 missiles that do 1d4 plus caster level damage. 1d4, three missiles that do 1d4 plus caster level, so that's 3d4 plus 31 points of damage. And that puts an end to the book. <laughs> Magic missiles. I should certainly today. hope so. That'd be be some shit. So the book just loses all form, and this slime sort of deteriorates, and the acid sort of eats away at the bottom of the drawer, and there's nothing else in the desk. Oh, wait, scratch that. There is one more drawer in the desk, and that has a box that has 10 gems worth 25 gold pieces, five gems worth 75 gold pieces. And three gems worth a hundred gold pieces. And three for worth a hundred. Yep, three worth a hundred. Now we're talking. Guys are rich. Again, Shit. we're rich again. You're rich again. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also a wardrobe and. Chest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if like, a miracle had some really nice wizard outfits that would hide this tentacle a little better than the robe <laughs> Mephrodis is wearing. Maybe might also do something for the roots for feet and pustule covered face and <laughs> and twigs for hair, all that stuff. So if you look in the wardrobe, you see a scarlet cape with gold sigils embroidered upon it. Mephrodus has a scarlet cape, gold sigils. What, what do the sigils look like? Uh, they almost seem to be like a random array of things. Uh, they look like sort of um, several of them have what would have been like Miracle's uh, signet 
uh, ring look to it. Okay. Does it appear magical or is it just awesome? You gonna cast detect magic? I would if I could. <laughs> just put it on. It'll do something. Uh, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> That's never stopped you before. <laughs> That's never stopped me before. Never stopped you before. Ah. Oh. This is Mephrodus we're talking about. This is, I mean, this is a miracle, Kate. Man, a miracle and Mephrodus are pretty good friends, despite you know us killing him and then killing him again and stuff like that. So and him being a jerk all the time. He was kind of jerkish. There's your detect magic guy. Uh. This has been ending badly lately. Well, I want Santh rolling more tonight. Oh, there we go. There we go. Look at that. There we be. Do, do, do. What we got? 22. Cleric can determine which objects or creatures are magically enchanted within range. Spell reveals creatures of non-mortal origin. Can distinguish between magical creatures and non-magical creatures. Can tell if different weapons or items or, or equipment on a creature are enchanted, or whether a creature registers as magical overall. The robe does glow magical. Further, the cleric can receive a rough gauge of the magic strength, revealed as the approximate level of a spell, the general range of bonus for weapons or armor, and so on. Awesome. So, the robe glows magical. It's a plus two bonus to any saving throw versus magic. Nice. Mephrodus swings that over his shoulders if nobody has any objections. Do it. You got it, my man. So, Jeffrey, were there two different amulets? Was there an amulet on... I thought there was only one amulet. I only intended for there to be one amulet. Yeah, there was a necklace on the mage, too. I remember because Gonalek swept down and picked it off of him. Necklace on the mage. So that was a plus two to all saving throws versus spells. Versus magic, yep. Versus magic, okay. Critical distinction, Matt. <coughs> spells are magic, so it's even better that way. Oh, there was a, on the, uh, you get your detect magic, the, the one Gonlick's carrying, it does not appear magical, it just appears to be very ornate and very expensive. Okay. The one that Dandelion has does appear to be magical. We already know that it's a teleport guy, though, right? Yep. Is there anything else in the room glowing magic? Uh, there is nothing else in the room glowing magic. But there is a chest that you guys haven't opened yet. Well, we should probably look at that. I'll check it. Okay. So you open that, and inside of that, you find uh, um, 800 copper pieces, Woo-hoo. 400 silver pieces, 250 gold pieces, a pair of gold and silver bracers, though they do not flow magically. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at everything. Uh, so they do appear to be worth Patrice thinks they're worth 500 gold pieces Ooh. you find a trio of platinum circlets worth a total of 2,000 gold pieces oh man a trio a trio of platinum circlets they do not glow magical though the third? maybe if we put them all on our heads and got in that bed that's the question yeah bed for three trio of circlets what's going on here Miracle, Leotal, but who's the number three? I guess whoever they had over for dinner that night. (laughs) 
Please. Jeffrey, any other treasure? Was that it? That's it. Alright. One thing you do notice is that you see the door here. This appears to be a solid wall from inside the room. Uh oh. Okay. Let's go check out that other door for three. What, hap- what happens when Babbage climbs up in the bed? Mefford is it's a very bit. soft, luxurious plush bed. Probably one of the finest you've ever been in. Mephrodis looks under the bed. It's on a pedestal. It's on like a, a flat mount. Okay. Let's look under the mattress. A spare set of sheets, but nothing else. Okay. Practical. These wizards are smart people. Um, and that's it? The room? The, the chip? Yep, that's pits, everything. The wardrobe? Yep. yep. All right. So uh, let's go check out that other door. Okay. I bet that's going wherever the glass darkly is. Who's going to check the door out? I will check it. Unless Pat just wants to look at it. 20. You do not find any traps on it. Is it locked? It is not locked. I'll sling that, I'll sling that bad boy open. Okay. You open it. Uh-oh. Tower. And you find yourself looking into a room that has a pedestal of green marble standing in the center of the room. Pulsing veins of crimson seen throughout the tower meet the base of the stand, climbing its sides to terminate in a glittering prism some three feet tall, formed by black glass like obsidian shot through with a spider's web of crimson threads. This angled glass reflects your visages endlessly in a corridor of red without end or beginning. You feel as if the glass is watching you, judging your intentions. Oh, crap. Mifford is uh, falls to Mifford is falls to his knees and crosses himself. <laughs> with his tentacle hand? Yes, with his tentacle hand. Um, is Sance detect magic still firing? Oh, yeah. Extreme magic. Some of the highest Sance has ever found, ever seen, ever looked upon. That J on the door stands for jargon. It stands for Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's veins of crimson flowing. Yeah, you've seen other places in the tower where these veins of crimson go through the walls and stuff like that, and they all center down into this crystal. Does it look like it's flowing or moving in any way, the veins of crimson? Not really. It's almost more like a marble striation that that goes goes from the crystal up. Is the amulet that... Dandy's wearing, does it react? It does not. This is the going to step in there. Okay. Gonlex is seriously considering going up there and touching the stone and seeing if he can't turn the tower into a boat. (laughs) 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 Boat tower. Mefford is sorry. I think Gonlex will do that. He's going to. He's gonna he's gonna go in there, walk past Mephrodis, and kind of pat him on the head, on his twiggy little head, and then Gonlex will, with one finger, <laughs> twiggy head, touch touch the glass darkly with as one finger. Mephrodis draws a circle as he's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Uh-huh. That's a good one. Uh, you gotta look this up. Wow, that's a really high roll, though. That's a good roll. Man, nice you, Gonlex. Sounds like you want to trip. No, this is good. Gonlex is is pure of heart, so <laughs> he is he is 
probably the he's, wrong person to touch the glass. I was going to say, clearly the people that owned it previously were pure of heart, too. Who are all in the room? Well, we got Baptist was in the room. And uh, we got Gomez. Mephrodis. Mephrodis would have been in there crossing himself and genuflecting. So, Gonlex, Bap, and Meph. Okay. Mm. It's a big room, so only Gonlex takes his first image. As the room's pretty big. And this blast of fire just rolls out from the uh, the glass darkly. And can, 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 swarms over Gonlex for eight points of damage. Can Mephrodis counterspell? Seems like I should get a reflex save against that or something. It would, except it's DCC. And that wasn't <laughs> even the bad part. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> that was the easy part. The bad part is these jets of flame shoot up underneath Gonlix, Baptist, and Mephrodis. What? And they do... Do you guys want me to roll one roll or individually? Your choice. Individually. Okay, Gonlix, 12 points of damage. Ouch. Baptist, nine points of damage. Mephrodis, seven points of damage. Luckiest you guys, ever. You guys are welcome. <laughs> I was rolling a d20 on that. <laughs> That's about average. Now, you uh, are also on fire. Oh. Gonlex Ooh. will disabuse himself of the notion of turning the tower into a boat and will, uh, in a rolling-on-the-floor kind of way, retreat from the room. <laughs> When did it did it fire when he went to touch it? He got close to it, or just when we stepped in the way? It was when he you touched guys, it, right? I think that the glass darkly interpreted that as an aggressive motion and defended itself with a spell that the casters would remarkably think was very similar to a scorching ray. I think Adam said it best when this is obviously the the glass Chetley. <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed that. <laughs> yeah. So this, this glass has very Chet-like tendencies. Gonlix, if you try to move out of the room, go ahead and make a reflex save to see if your roll, dick, roll gets you a uh, gets the fire put out. Do I get a bonus for stop dropping and rolling? I'll give you a small bonus for that because it reminds me of my childhood. Oh well, boom! Fire goes out and you roll towards 20. the door. Yeah, fires out. You roll towards the door. Uh, you just smoldered a little bit. Right, Gonlix just get stands up and walks off like a pimp. He's like, whatever. Stupid, shakes some soot off his armor. Stupid Chet. Oh, he's wearing that horsehair vest, so it's probably <laughs> kind of scorched and sticky now. Yeah, you got the singe smell of burnt horse. Perfect. Sorry, I just or, uh, Mephrodis and Baptist, what are y'all up to? Baptist is going to try to put himself out as well. Baptist is still on fire. Oh. Or another two points of damage. <clears throat> Mephrodis? Does this count as a magical attack? Would I get my yeah. bonus for my, yes, my reflex? Yes, you have your bonus for that. And this is a reflex save, correct? It's a reflex save, correct. Well, well done, sir. Mephrodis is going to try to stop, drop, and roll as well, and he has a 24. You get it put out. You guys are no longer on fire. Santa's going to kill Gonlax as he walks through the door. Okay. Because that, that, that 20 points of damage is no fun. Oh, yeah. So, you guys have sort of rolled back towards. However, Baptist is still on fire. Uh, Let's put him out. We put him out. Okay, so between the group of you guys, you're able to smother him with blankets and stuff like that, or cloaks, and you're able to get him put out. 
And you guys are sort of hovered back by. I'm just picturing you guys have all sort of retreated back to the doorway here, and you see the glass darkly in the center of the tower. Have we tried talking to it? Um, Memphis is about to try that. <laughs> Go for it. I'm- <laughs> I was just imagining Memphis just all singed and terrible looking and barely human. Yeah, you are so much like the wizard in the book where you went from this clean cut to this horrid looking thing by the end. It's very fitting. It's almost like a character portrait. It is. I was just thinking, where can I get a miniature that has twigs for hair, roots for feet, a tentacle for an arm, and horrible pustules on his face? This is where 3D printing is awesome. We could actually come up with something for you. Man, if you can print in white metal, I'd be for it. Um... Medford is kind of like goes back in, does the same thing again. Like he, you know, humbles himself before the glass darkly, and he just kind of opens himself up to receive any kind of transmissions that may be coming from the glass darkly. You know, command me, O oh evil one. You know, something like that. Make a will save. Is it magic? Yes. Will awesome. A twenty-three. Are you happy with that roll? I am happy with it. So you, um, give me a second to think here. No thinking, only judgment. Give me a second to write something down. Uh, so you feel this crushing weight on your mind. It's just like this intense pressure. Um, and you hear this voice inside say, what do you wish? Leave here. Leave the tower. What do I wish? Leave here? Leave the tower? Why do you intrude on my space? <clears throat> I wish to know why you are so defensive. We mean you no harm. No one may approach me. You are not my owners. Who is your owners? Make another will save. A ten. <laughs> happy with that roll? No. What uh, What would you maybe be happy with? Uh, seventeen. Okay. Um, four left point. Yeah, it's fine. Your your generous gift of three returned put me back to full. So. Yeah. You have got an eighteen actually. Okay. You take one point of wisdom damage. Which does affect your bonus and will affect your will save. 13. Is it permanent? Metagame. You don't have to tell me. You don't know for sure. Alright. <clears throat> uh, did it say anything or did it just like attack What was your question? Who who was its owners? Uh, the ever-faithful America and Leotah. Oh, sweet. I pulled Leotah out of the bag. She's right here with me. What did you pull out? Uh, the, a toe. <laughs> the phylactery. <Her> <laughs> Where's the gem? Where's the thing? Oh, you've got the gem? You we touched the gem? Her. No one got the gem. No one touched the gem. I thought we, we picked it up. Gym? I thought we were, like, examining it, and Mephrodis yeah, was, like, yeah. looking at it in the light and stuff. Oh, I didn't know you guys actually touched the gem. Oh, what happened to us back there? <laughs> <laughs> you died. Mephrodis has been dead for, like, an hour. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> No, I didn't know you were planning on touching the gem. I thought you guys just walked up to it and looked at it. Yeah, I probably really didn't touch the gem if I die. So the gem, I was thinking, was still in the hand of the robot thing. Pick up the robot hand. 
<laughs> it's in the robot hand. <laughs> no, Medford just would have touched it. He was going to pick it up. So whatever happened, I don't particularly yeah. want him to die. He was able but... to retrieve the gem without ill doing. The smoke inside of it still swirled, and it is still swirling now. Okay. Seems uh. to be swirling a little more quickly now. Like its pace has changed. It's faster, more active. Hmm. Does the glass darkly seem to react? Help me out here, fellas. Glass darkly does not seem to react. Santh is, he wants to leave this place alone, man. Like, I get disapproval all the time in this damn place. Um, <clears throat> not not a good place. I Santh advises that we uh, we leave this leave this stuff alone. Well. He, sa- he says as he gently caresses his friend, Nudy Klaus, with his healing powers. We can, uh, we can destroy the glass darkly, which I think is probably the purpose of this adventure that we ran so long ago. And destroy How long ago did we run this? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, good. Good. it's so been almost fun. a year ago since we started it. I think we started it in like the November or something like that. I don't even know. Just the longest life ever out of a module, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that, we've, we've worked over this module. Patting Blades Against Death, I'm... The glass darkly just continues to pulsate in the center of the room. I want to go outside and consult Leotah. I want to go back into the other room. Okay. With the gym, with Leotah's phylactery. Sit down, and if anybody else, you know, it takes an hour to cast a spell, so if anybody else has got something they want to do. Santh wants to examine that gem. I'm assuming that when I had my detect magic up, it, it glowed as well. Yes, the the glass darkly was tremendous. The glass gem that Mephrodis stole from the robotic like thing also glows magical. Does he, did he get any kind of? Does he get any specific knowledge about the thing? About which the glass darkly? Yeah. Glass darkly, Sans from the detect magic suspects that it is behind uh, a lot of the tower's functionality: the changing appearance, uh, the. Uh, suspects it was probably the power that even handled the like it had energies that Leotah was able to mold to create those extra dimensional spaces That so when you guys kept trying to get into the tower you kept ending up in the foyer with the bacon hallway right. and everything like that that was an extra dimensional space you suspect the glass darkly was a large portion of how she was able to pull such an effect off I feel like she was able to use that glass darkly to prevent people from teleporting into the tower, enter the tower, and she was able to mold those energies into an extra-dimensional space. So these chump wizards that we uh, pounded their faces into oblivion in just a matter of rounds knew how to command this thing, and we can't figure it out. we got to be able to command this thing somehow. Absolutely. we got to use it as a weapon. We we know we got trouble coming from the outer dark, so we can use this against... He who shall not be named. Yeah. Maybe just say, like, you're the master now and show that they're both gone. Is it worth speaking with Leotah? I know she's going to be hard to deal with. I mean, I'm just... (laughs) And it'll also prove she's dead, dead. I could cast Ancestral Spirits and try to get some questions. What should I do, Grandpa? (laughs) You again? (laughs) Grandpa... Alright, I'm gonna cast it. I believe that's a loss, right? He's at bingo right now. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah, he's at Bingo at the retirement center. I lost that one. Okay. Ephrodis, back to you. Spirit seemed not to want to tar- talk. Perhaps the glass darkly prevented. Matt, I think I think Mephrodis just needs to exert his will over this this rock. It's just a rock, dude. I mean, they somehow got in charge of it. It's not... Man, if I had Clotilda's mask, I know I could command it, but I don't know where... But all your means. belongings are 19 miles away. I got did this new find, robe, though. Did we find no magic? Those wrist, those wristbands, were those just jewelry? Yeah, the, all the, the only magical thing out of the, the bedroom was the cloak. Okay. The cape. Anyway. All right, Babisol, you know, he's got... He's got our head in the bag of holding. He'll hold that junk up and say, we're in charge now. This is our tower now. You work for us. Yeah, I think I'm going to try what Dustin said. Mephrodis goes in there, and he's like, you're going to do as we say now. And uh, he's ready to dispel magic if the first pulsation from that gem or that glass. boys. So you're gonna jump. So what's the plan coming down here? Well, before before they do that, Santa's gonna say, "Before you guys do something foolish, gather around so I can fail another spell check." <laughs> oh wow! Done. How prophetic! Done and done. Two D four minus two. I'm guessing this is gonna be uh, another four, and we can just make it negative three. Oh, oh, hey, there we go. No, I'm already at negative three. All right, so you guys don't get my my loving caress of blessing, which is so amazing. Instead, I get to undergo the test of humility. I do whatever you say for the rest of the day. Ha ha ha! Fun times. <laughs> oh, Santa has to go in there to talk to it. Then. <laughs> if that's what the group wants Santa to do, Santa will be happy to do so. All right, I'm I'm not seeing a way out of this other than to kill the thing. I mean, to go smash it. And I don't really want to smash it because it seems so Let's valuable. Let's try to boss it. I mean, I, I, I don't mind trying to boss it. No, Manfred will be glad to. He's got the dispel magic. He might have a, you know, a good chance. Right. Many Klaus is going to be right there ready to counter spell. Hey, what spells yeah. did, What spells did you take at, for Nitty Klaus? Did we get our spells yet, Jeffrey, for leveling? Probably not. Okay. All right. Well, never mind then. I'm ready. Yeah, let's just go in there and tell it what to do. Like, look. I mean, you know, go in there not not trying to turn the tower into a boat or anything, but just like this is our tower now. We've defeated her fair and square. We defeated the other guy fair and square yeah. twice. Mephrodis holds up his remains as well. Whatever ashes he has left from the original. Here are their heads. Here are their pristine, clean skulls. We're in charge. You work with us now, Rock. So who's going in doing that? Mephrodis in any class, I thought. Yeah. Okay. Who's doing the talking? We sleep in that three-man bed now. Seth <laughs> 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 just backs out the room. <laughs> Maybe this other wizard in that half. We sleep in that three-man bed now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's always happening to poor Jargon. <laughs> as we as we drag Jargon in on this. <laughs> it's what it is. Okay, <laughs> so we saw this humbly. Uh, Nuni Klaus and Mephrodis make will saves. Mm-hmm. Do I get the counter whatever effect it's using? Do I know what it's doing? You don't know what it's doing with the will save. Mephrodis has a sixteen. Are you happy with that? Let it ride. 
made me glass. Or we can burn luck on it? If you'd like. You can burn luck after the roll, too, though. I'd wait and see what he said. You can't burn luck after I say whether it's pass or fail. Why not? I thought that was the rule. Wait a second. Yeah, you can totally do that with luck. Okay. You can't (laughs) spell burn that way, but you can do that with luck. Failed. I mean, you have to burn to pass. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys spending luck? Because 16s are failures. Many classes. How much luck? Two. Okay. Still a failure. Two more. Success. Mephrodus Me- burns three. That would still be a failure. <laughs> he burns four. Successful. So long luck points. The glass, again, you feel this overwhelming oppression on your thoughts. And you hear from the glass darkly, I own this tower. You are nothing. Okay, well, we work for you now. That's right, you work for me. We're cool. Get out of the tower and never come back. (laughs) Why do they get to stay and we don't? They had centuries more experience than you. A lot of good it did them. You were nothing but peasants. That's right, we smell like poverty. We're sorry about... uh, Wannabes. We killed them real easy. Santh is standing back talking to Jargon and um, Dandy and Bong and Patrice and he's like while they're arguing he's like I got this sling right here and we got that glass gem heart that we know is evil and magic and somehow connected to Leotaw what would happen if we just dropped that in the sling and slung the stone at the glass darkly it um, might work. Or it might cause TPK. <laughs> I could actually see our part just like standing there having that conversation. Yeah, we could all die. That that might be a thing that would happen. I mean, we should discount so these it magic happen. missiles go shooting from the glass darkly if you want to uh, spell duel. Yeah. Yeah, Mephrodus throws the spell magic. Pharmacy page. I still it has all the spells. I couldn't hurt. <laughs> If I had my new spells, I'd throw magic shield or magic missile. You're gonna you're gonna do the spell and do magic missile. Uh, magic missile's probably got a better chance of succeeding, I'm guessing. But I'm glad to throw mine. I'll, I'll cast magic missile. <laughs> oh! Oh my God! Is that? <laughs> that's a not just a disturbance. Finally, that's what I was thinking was gonna happen. <laughs> oh, I've never had this happen before. Roll a d10 regardless of spells. <laughs> Holy crap. This could be the game ender. <laughs> roll a d10. D10. I'll roll the d10. You're going to roll it? I'll roll it. Three. Time accelerates. Both casters see everything around them slow down. In reality, they are accelerating, and surrounding characters see them move at incredible speeds. Resolve an additional 2d4 rounds of combat between the casters only. Oh my god. Other characters may act in this time. At the end of this time, they slow back down into the mainstream flow of time. So. Does the glass darkly move? I mean, what happens? It it doesn't, but it reacts to this. So we get seven rounds of combat between. Holy crap. I'll give it to the. Man. 
<laughs> pretty much between Noonie and uh, the. Uh, uh, let me do a round count off. So we get seven mano a mano rounds with uh, the glass darkly and Noonie Klaus. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> You can try to counter this again if you wish, Nuni Klaus. It looks like the, another set of magic missiles is coming from the Glass Darkly. Yeah. So you can try to counter. How? There we go. 28. So D8. The defender was high. So go ahead and roll D8. Defender high. Three. Mitigate D8. Roll D8 and then subtract this from the attacker's roll. Attacker spell still carries through at this lower spell check. Defender spell is lost. Slow. So I had you drop down to a thirteen. 13. <clears throat> and my spell is lost. No, uh, defender high. Oh yeah, your spell is lost. Crap. But yours goes through at this attacker spell still carries through. That can't be right, right? That, like, screws you completely. Yeah, that doesn't seem... Like, not only did you... <laughs> did I do that right? I was the attacker. And you had an 18. I got an 18. And I had a 28. You had a 28. So we roll a D8 on the counterspell power. Defender was high. Roll D8. Roll a 3. Attacker spell still carries through its lower spell check. Defender spell is lost. It must be because it's bringing it down, and that's it. Like, so you, because otherwise the spell would have hit at full power, so you subtracted some off of it, and that's it. Okay, so you went through at a 13. Yeah. Magic missile. Yeah. You got it handy. Yeah, I got it right here. 13. One caster does a single missile that does one point of damage. Okay, so one point of damage in any class. Okay. Okay. And it casts again. This time it looks like it's the flame spell, like it did before. So if you have a different spell to counter with, you can do so. I've got fireball and I've got magic shield. I believe either one would counter what I just cast. (sighs) Magic shield would counter this. Fireball would. Fireball doesn't is not listed as. Can I burn? Can we? Yeah. Go for it. Burn to the ground, man. Well, I just want to... Because that's what we've only got one round gone on this little pseudo-mini-combat. I've got to... How do I... How do you change the order? I mean, is there a way to change the order that, we, that the spell to a boat goes off? You know, I probably should... You know, why don't you roll... Because you've got two attacks, right? I've got two yeah. attacks. So why don't you use your second attack to do your attack? So we'll scratch this, do your attack. Okay, so so you're so you're, you're starting, starting over. It's you're now you're getting your second attack. You're using one attack for the counter, and then you get your second attack to do your normal. Does that make sense? Because you've got two. Yeah. All right, I'm going to cast fireball, and I'm going to burn twelve points. Okay. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Before we have lots of fun, you want low or high? Do I want low or high? I want high. You want high? So high is a good effect for you, correct? High, not, is a good, high is a good effect for you? I'm getting set to roll percentage dice. Yes, the uh, high is, yeah. Okay. High is in my favor. Okay. Hey, 91. That's high. That That's is good. high. That's so real. it's in your favor. It's extra good. 
So did he get the counter? Um. Did it get the counter? No. Okay. Caster launches a fireball at a target up to one mile away that does 26 damage. Caster can choose an area of effect ranging from a single human-sized target up to a sphere of 40 feet in radius. The caster need not have line of sight. Now, before you do this, there's one word of warning. We're the second round into seven rounds of time advance. So that everyone else in the group can be five rounds behind whatever happens after this. I'm not worried about that. It's 20 six. You don't get to throw that very often. Okay. You don't. It's going to be pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. 20 <laughs> six. Casting it. <laughs> That's 84. So this fireball swarms over the glass darkly, and you can see it's begin to almost melt, and then it begins to shatter. And then these those crimson lines begin to turn black. And uh, the tower's coming down on our heads, and we can't do anything. Okay, so. Uh, and just also frogs start falling. Rain of frogs. That seems appropriate. <laughs> Casting the spell sparks a tempest of amphibians that fall in a 30-foot diameter centered on the caster. All within the area must make a reflex and fort save. DC 10 plus caster's hit. Int mod. Failing the reflex save indicates the character slips on a frog and falls prone. Failing the fort save means the caster has been hit by a large frog that does 1D three points of damage. So you have everybody's to make a DC 11. No. DC 10. Reflex? DC 11 reflex save. Yeah. And why am I doing that? I think everybody that's in rank. There's frogs falling. Oh, trees. okay. Because that's the mercurial effect on this. Okay. Mefford just made it. Is it just everybody in the room that needs to make it? Not everybody outside the room? Yeah, probably everyone in the room. But you have to make a reflex and a fort save. Anybody within 30 feet of me. Hey, you're in that room deep enough. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. It's just the glass darkness. Does it fall on the frog? It does not, but it melts, and the tower rumbles. Uh, 18 seconds later, cracks begin to form in the tower. This is all happening in the time lapse. So, Klaus, what do you do? (laughs) The others almost seem frozen in time. But you see the glass darkly has been destroyed, and the tower is likely collapsing around you. Uh, how, how fast am I moving? 30 feet per round. 60 if you run. Okay, so you're just going to let me move, and they have okay. Are you leaving them behind? Well, that's what I was thinking. Can I, like, am I, moving so, am I moving faster than the tower's falling? Oh. Um, can I, like, get one? It's almost like a separate time, like a parallel time. It's not that you're so much faster as much as time is moving faster. You've got normal actions just... So to me, the time is moving in a different continuum than you are in. To me, the tower's falling real slow. Is it's falling, yes. So the question is, are you staying here with your buddies or are you trying to escape? You could win DCC right here, Aaron. Yeah, I'm trying... Um, You're a wizard too, man. A chaotic wizard. Let the party go down. Let them burn. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's the remaining eight of us. Yeah, Nanny Klaus is leaving. Okay, if make I a can't, check. Is there a way? Is there a way to take people with me? Not really. The whole time thing is weird. You're probably pretty much in it for yourself. 
Okay. If there's well, I'm not, I'm going out the door then. Okay. Make a luck check. You want to roll under your luck. Ooh. Nope. Okay. So. As you start to escape, a piece of block falls and hits you for four points of damage. Okay. Make a luck check. Actually, yeah. Yep. Make another luck check. I'm under it that time. Okay. This time you narrowly dodge a piece of, of, of falling block. Now, everybody else, the time spaces have matched up. Noonie Klaus is gone. Glass Darkly is melting shattered blocks are falling down around you it seems like the tower is collapsing around you did Mephrodis finish his circle before the duel started what's that did Mephrodis finish the circle he was drawing on the floor before the duel started probably not he finishes it so you're going to stay there trying to finish the circle uh how many rounds will it take to finish it doesn't casting planar step take a fair number of rounds to get everybody out of there well, it depends on how many people I'm getting out of there. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> well, you don't even need a circle if it's just you, right? That'd be yeah, some you shit. You don't need a circle when you get up into... Uh... It takes one round of drawing time for every 10 feet of diameter. You Seven. need to get a group, you need 40, so it takes four rounds at least. I, we couldn't all fit into a 10-foot diameter circle. Get a, get a toe in or something? Somebody can hold, pick somebody up, you know? Is Gonlek still able to fly? I was able to fly. To, well, no, it's been like several hours. How long yeah, did that thing How long yeah, did that last? Dandy's going to try to cast Force Manipulation when it's her turn. Four or five hours. But we've That's been cool. through two, two Mephrodis hour-long castings, I know. Jeffrey, what state is the tower in currently? Like, what's the tower currently made of? Marble. Are you sure it's not made of wood? I am sure it's not made of wood. Because I've had woodworking for a long, long, long time, and there's nothing in this damn game. You you used it once. It's a great effect. Eh, whatever. Once. There, you said there's shards of the glass darkly all over the place? Yep, it's crumbling. It's it's falling apart. So everybody make a luck check. Under luck is what we're going for. Yeah, if you want under luck, let me know if you don't roll under. Babis is under his. He's gonna, Babis is going to try to grab a shard of the glass. Okay. So you grab a shard of glass. Does your luck modifier subtract from or add to? Just roll under. The luck modifier uh, doesn't matter. Gotcha. Okay. Dandy made it. Made it. No. Oh, made it. Uh, one for. Okay, hold on. Just he rolled under. Gonlex is two. And Ball oh. rolled under. Two ones in a row. Woohoo! The well, only time case, that is beneficial. A one is actually not a good thing. I thought we were rolling uh, under our luck. Is right, that not a little hiccup on it? There's and, a caveat. And Bong and Mephrodis, <laughs> a large slab falls on them and does. Five points of damage to Gun or to Bong. Four points of damage to Mephrodis. Pat also failed his dandy made hers. Oh wait, I may have done this wrong. <laughs> Scratch that. So you get a reflex. Oh, you rolled on her. Scratch that. I was thinking of wrong. I was thinking of one on the luck check. It's a one on the reflex save if you fail your luck check. Okay, so we passed the luck check. So that's going to be back yeah, to normal. My fault. We so who? Pat failed. Pat failed. So Pat takes needs to make a reflex save. 
does Gonlax need to make a reflex save? If he failed, he does. Seventeen. Okay, uh, uh, you make your save. A large block uh, narrowly moves off of you, causes you some damage, but you you're able to keep moving. Keep okay. you know you're free of you're free. And All right, are we uh, looking out of here? That was Gonlax's. The twenty there is Gonlax's reflex save. Okay, you're good then. Did I roll damage for you yet? Yeah, you did. Okay. You did two points of damage. Okay. So, and that's just glancing rock that's falling from the tower. Yeah, let's get out, guys. You want to cram into the circle? I don't want to stand still. Or do you want to hoof it? Let's hoof it. Jargons, are you running? Yeah. Bab just skipped up a couple of shards, and he's running. Where are we running? Well, a lot of it's handled through these luck checks as you try to escape. <laughs> there's, also, there's also a giant spider web over the dam. If all these fellows take off running, Mephrodus is going to planter step on his own. <laughs> nice, Mephrodus. So, oh, wait, I also have the necklace. I can take three people with me. Two, three Ooh, people. Yeah. Take bone. Take, take pet and your baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I really do. <laughs> get out. Nancy's been wanting to get rid of these people from day one. <laughs> <laughs> Sudden, people are just going to start disappearing, and Jargon's just going to start getting pissed. <laughs> keep Jump in the circle. Maybe, maybe Jargon plus the the kid equals one person. Mephrodus has got a circle. I mean, you jump in. That's a ten foot circle. You can fit in there. Gonlex and Santh are are hanging by Mephrodus. As in, we're getting in the circle. Okay. As he draws a circle, make luck checks. All three. Mephrodus is under. Okay. Uh, Santh is under. Bong is not under. Yeah, Gonlex is not under. Okay, uh, reflex saves from Bong and Gonlex. Bong takes four points of damage. Gonlex takes five. My luck is a a 15, so is getting right on the dot count. Yeah, that counts. Oh, okay, never mind. Then I'm good. Bong has 13 on Bong a reflex save. makes his reflex save. He narrowly dodges a piece of... Okay. So Patrice, Danline, and Abagash, they, yep. uh, you yep. guys are... You reach the room. What are you doing? We are going to use the necklace and get out of here. Okay, you find yourselves outside the tower, and there's large cracks forming in the tower, and it's shaking, and it's loud, and it's crazy, but you've escaped the tower. Woohoo! We'll meet back up at the crib. Um, Mephrodus has finished drawing a 10-foot circle. Can you cast? Okay. Don't roll the one. Mephrodus is going to try to planter step us back to the temple. 17. With a single step, the caster travels to a location up to 100 miles distant on this world, which he has personally seen before. The caster arrives with a margin of error equal to 1d10 miles minus 1 mile per caster level. If the if the result is zero or less, he arrives on target. Otherwise, he arrives at the indicated distance and a randomly determined within a 20% chance of arriving in a dangerous place and taking 1d4 points of damage partly embedded in the earth above ground, then experiences shortfall, etc. Okay, so Mephrodus whisks out of the circle. Hang on, hang on. I'm hanging by thread. I'm <laughs> reading results. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Jargon, you're still, you're still with us, Rick? 18 to 21 will get you one other man-sized. 22 to 23 will get you up to four other man-sized. Okay, but I'm you must just, be in physical contact. Is Jargon gone? He made it out? Jargon had, no, Jargon had booked it. Jargon's still running. Eight. Oh, you're not doing the circle? No, he didn't know how long it was going to take, and he just came out to something shaking and rattling. Hard to split. Took it, just ran. The tower is crumbling, so if Mephrodis' gig doesn't Mephrodis work... is going to burn three points of agility and two points of stamina... It's just, it's just me and you and... And, and, and Santh, Bong, and Mephrodis on the circle. Whoever's in that and, circle and is coming Gonlax. with me. And Gonlax. Yeah. Santh, Gonlax, Bong, and Meph. Back to the temple. Okay, Back everyone to- make luck checks as the spell goes off. It's good. Damn it. Gonlax is not good. One point of damage, make a reflex save. Mephrodis is not good. One point of damage, make a reflex save. Bong is not good. Four points of damage, make a reflex save. Reflex save 16. Okay, you're good. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. My, my agility is now a four. Oh. <laughs> is that like negative three? Am I in negative three territory? I'm pretty yeah. sure. If that works. I'm in negative two. Negative two. Negative two. Memphis has a two. Oh, man. And Bong has a six. Okay, so essentially it's only extra damage at this point. So five points to Memphis, five points to Bong. And you five, four are whisked away. Five points. You was able to cast that spell while getting hit by debris? Yes. Okay. That's, that's impressive. So that takes us down to, I need luck checks from Jargon, uh, Baptist, and Nooney Klaus. Jargon failed it. I thought Nooney was gone. Where'd uh, Nooney go? He, he's been running. One point, Jargon. Baptist. Is that a reflex right. save, too, or no? Two to Baptist. Yeah, reflex saves for if you fail. Fourteen. Okay, you make the reflex save. Nearly class pass. Okay, so you guys continue to move through your tower. Your tower's crumbling. You guys are making good time, but you need another set of luck checks. You've made progress. So probably the fastest way to do this is we'll do one more round like this, then I'll tell you what to roll next. All right, so Jargon failed. Jargon takes one point of damage. Reflex save. Whatever the 22 was, four points of damage, make a reflex save. No, that was my reflex save. Oh, that was your reflex save? Okay. Yeah. 14 for the reflex save. You're good. Baptist passed. Unity class passed. Okay, so... One more, one more round? Hold on. Unity class is the man. So what I need is 12 D20s, because you've got 12 rounds to get out of here. Um... You want to roll under luck. So do 12d20. We'll look at each roll and see if it's under luck. The ones that are under luck will be damage and then also a reflex save to see. So, Jargon. Bitch. (laughs) So, which ones are. How many did you fail? Mm -hmm. I failed seven. 23 points of damage to Jargon. He's still fucking running. (laughs) (laughs) So, but now I need. Uh, seven reflex 20 for the reflex saves, but don't even bother to modify There's only one number that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Good try. Okay. J- 
Jargon gets pummeled with rock as he goes, but he makes it out of the tower. Oh, Barely. Right. Tower's starting to crumble, stuff's falling. Okay, I need the same thing from whoever you want, Baptist or Nini Klaus first. That will be 12d20. We're looking for failed luck checks first. That was a hell of a lot of 19s and 20s, Jargon. Fucking right yeah. it was. Jesus. All right, here comes Baptist. Uh-oh. <laughs> One, two, three. Three fails? Yep. Okay, so you take 12 points of damage. Okay. And you have to make 3d20, only one number is bad. That number is five. Okay, Baptist makes it out of the tower. Nice. nice. Right. Okay, Looney Klaus, last one left. 12d20s. Yep, 12d20, we're looking for luck failures. One right. We're not under your luck. Man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, there's my world. That goes to Nini Klaus. 25 points of damage. Nini Klaus is dead. Oh. Nini Klaus, you guys wait. Tower begins to crumble. It collapses. Nini Klaus does not make it out. Oh, Nini Klaus dies and goes to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> goes to a special heaven. So he outside, saved, he saved everybody. Patrice, Dandelion, Abagash, you've got uh, Baptist, you've got Jargon, towers collapsed in this pile of rubble, uh, big cloud of smoke and dust go up, uh, Santh, Gonlix, Fong, and Mephrodis are all missing. They do not get out of the tower either, but that's only because a planer stepped away. But we don't know that. You don't know that. Question, question, Jeffrey, for those that are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe this is even a better question for Aaron. Aaron, how many hit points did you have? Like, at which, what one of those dice would have killed you? I had 12, so that would be... Oh, wow, okay. 9, 10, the fourth one. Okay, I was kind of hoping maybe if you, like, if it was the last one, like, you stepped out of the tower and then a stone fell on your head and you died, that maybe they could grab your body and drag it away, but... He's in there somewhere. We got a couple hours to try to find the body and flip it over. It's like that thunderstorm <laughs> that like took away his family all those years ago. I mean, Jargon's bleeding kind of profusely right now. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot of you guys are bleeding pretty good. Sam's so all right. Everybody fast. Thanks, Sam. Mephrodus, Ball, Sam, and Godlex. As soon as we get back to the temple, like Santh runs out the door, he's gonna stand on the steps of the temple and watch this thing fall. After it's fallen, like, is there no way that we can kind of see where he fell? Maybe like kind of start digging up. It's pretty much like a massive earthquake hit the tower, and there's just tons and tons of rubble smashed down. It would take. Baptist heads to Ezrin's, and he's just gonna get high. <laughs> just walks off. All right, so we saw that from the temple. What happened? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, you see this huge. I mean, everyone in the city sees this huge plume of smoke, and the tower disappear off the horizon. Is the city still in chaos? There is still some chaos happening in the city because uh, there hasn't really been a whole lot of effect. The thieves guild has a leader in place trying to bring things under control, uh, but it's not completely under control yet. Mephrodis is going to call upon Malak. Jargon's going to limp back to the temple. <laughs> Baptist is, he's got that space opium in his hand, and he's just, he can't wait to get to Ezra's. Jargon wishes him a good time. Actually, I'm going to call upon Cinder. 
Should Does I call Adam wish him a good time? <laughs> no, Jargon's like spitting blood every so often, so he's just kind of making his way. Does any class have a patron other than the black goat? No. Alright, Baptist is going to call, I mean, Memphis is going to call upon the black goat. How are you doing that? I'm just going to get down and start like cutting myself, drawing circles, smoking opium, whatever I need to do to get in contact with the black goat. I want to speak with the ancestors. I want to consult spirit with the ancestors that Nuni Klaus spoke to. Okay. I cast a spell. Takes an hour. I take corruption. I die. (laughs) You might kill both casters tonight. (laughs) So that was consult spirit. I believe that's on page. Santa's just Santa's just sitting on the steps of the temple, waiting for people to limp by. He's smoking up on the temple. Oh, Santa doesn't smoke. No, 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 no. 204. And Looney Klaus had something for Cthulhu. He did. At last. All right. So, roll a d6 modified by luck. Ooh, that's bad. Probably crap at the moment. 41. I'm at a 6 luck. That's, that's my healing check. Oh, okay, Alex. Jargon probably could have used that one. Ace. Jargon hasn't made it back yet. He's moving slow. <laughs> 1d6 minus 1. Modify by luck, so that I want to get higher luck. What, what's the bad thing? Uh, we got to see what. Are you negative 1? Yeah, I'm a negative 1 with luck. So do I add 1 or subtract 1? Let me see. Sub, uh, modify by luck. So you just. If you're negative 1, d6 minus 1. Okay. Mephrodis has a 2. So just corruption. So that's on corruption table. <laughs> just corruption. <laughs> So, corruption. A 1d6. Modified by luck. D10 minus the spell's level. Wait to figure out if it's... Wait, on the corruption for consult spirits, roll 1d6 for the corruption for the spell. Is is that what I'm rolling on? Yeah, my fault. I think I skipped ahead too far. Okay. I was getting Ah, carried away in my excitement. A zero. That's going to be good. No effect. The caster's... I mean, the the one role is the caster's face takes on the appearance of a randomly determined spirit, which is actually probably good considering how horrible Mephrodus's face was. Page three nineteen. What the hell? What is on page? Th- <laughs> oh, whole other table I didn't know about. Roll D ten. Oh man. Because you got the wrong spirit. A one. And you have the ghost of a deceased mortal creature. Your face appears like Nuniclaus. Yes. <laughs> Nuniclaus is back. With a tentacle hand somehow. Yeah, so now your face... Nuniclaus is determined spirit. So your face takes on the appearance of Nuniclaus. That's actually a, that's actually good. You have a tick. A weird face tick. No, that was Nuniclaus that, that had that. That was Nuniclaus. I have like... Youthful, energetic uni class face. Back before he met these people. <laughs> He's happy with his wife and child. Back okay. when his wife got hit by a meteor. So we got some, we got someone smoking up over at Ezrin's. We've got some people at the temple, and we've got some people standing near a collapsed tower. <clears throat> what's, what's Dandy doing? She's taking the family on vacation now? Yeah, she was, she's outside the collapsed tower. It's like, yeah, I was going to wait for you guys and then walk back to the temple together. Oh, yeah, Jargon's already limped in that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, are people reconvening at the temple? Yes. Yes. 
How can okay. we say Nooning Klaus? Except for Nooning Klaus. Happy to see the survivors. You guys end up at the temple. Stance is sitting on the steps, waiting for you guys to travel in. And you're at the temple. Uh, looking pretty beleaguered, I would think, because a lot of you guys took a lot of damage. Yes, I think we're all... I'm, my guys are pretty low. Essentially, that was 20 rounds of luck checks to get out of the, ten, the collapsing tower. That was actually fun. Fabulous <laughs> is in a comatose state. It is. It's... <laughs> when walking up the stairs, Jordan's just going to kind of give like a what's up head nod to Sam as he's sitting there. Santh just kind of waves him over, moves over a little bit. So he, I mean, not like the the steps are uh, are massive, but you know he'll he'll clear a little spot for him to sit down, give him special Claire hugs, or get disapproval again because uh, apparently <laughs> what's this? Who's, right. Maybe we should move this into the tower. <laughs> oh, I have to do what you say again. Uh, with the exception of Mephrodis. Mephrodis is not a. I have a note, actually, from the last time that this happened. Mephrodis had to make a sacrifice, and, or he had to make a, a promise, and that promise was that the next time you had to go under our commands, Mephrodis would not partake. I remember that. <laughs> it's like the only thing I ever wrote down throughout the course of the campaign. <laughs> See, I have no recollection of that. Grumbles, grumbles something about the last time he had this much disapproval, he threw off a god, and then the next result is Good one. Sounds like Santa needs to sacrifice some virgins. It sounds like it's about time for Santa to settle up with Cthulhu. Oh. Well, that's probably going to happen here soon, fellas. Um, yeah, not until we get some love. Gargan, what um, what alignment are you? You're neutral, aren't you? Yes, he is. And it's good for you. Mm-hmm. You got 20 hit points back. Thank you, sir. He's feeling a lot better. Is he is he good enough to? He's he's good enough to let him go. Sleep, sleep, sleep it off a little bit. Yeah, he'll sleep some of that off. Mephrodis is at five. <gasps> well, I'm guessing that Mephrodis probably needs a special cleric hug too. Prospero's in the temple as well. Let's not forget him. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, have him come out and heal these people. God damn. <laughs> I, I, I see Sam just sitting there with his on the steps with his head. You know. In his hands. Santa's oh, yeah. having, a, having a rough day. Santa isn't sitting there with his head in his hands. He's just like, this is what happens when we go to that tower. I told y'all we shouldn't go to that tower. All right, Prospero is low one. Jargon will make the point that that's no longer an issue. He's going to head to bed. In fact, once yeah, once they start coming in, Santa's going to go back in the tower and find a couple of those virgins and bring them out. and just He's going to sit on top of the steps of the temple, kind of hang out with the ladies, hang out with the eunuchs. Tell stories about all the stuff that's been going on. He's going to hold court for a little while. He'll preach about the coming of the wolf and the darkness and the shadow and the moon and all that fun shit, too. All right. People seem <laughs> all struck by your stories. Prospero's healing. Who's going to heal first? Heal up meth. He's got the words going on. All right. He throws one meth and fails. Taste it. Bump <laughs> <laughs> that disapproval up. Comes the laughing stock of the party. All right, 20 on Mephrodis, and Prospero is a neutral. So one die apart, which would bring... Uh, cleric. He rolled a 20 on an adjacent alignment, which would be three dice on Mephrodis, which would be 3d4. 
should be eight for Mephitis. Bringing him to 13. Anybody else? Nope. All right, he'll heal Mephitis again. And fail. Disapproval at three. He'll heal Mephitis again. 22, which is four dice. 10 hit points, bringing Mephitis to full, and he'll start, he'll start healing bomb. And 18, same alignment, which would be three dice. Twelve hit points on the bomb. Bringing him to thirty-seven. He'll heal bomb again. <laughs> Fourteen, same alignment, three dice. Twenty hit points back, fifty-seven. He'll do it one more time. <laughs> he'll fail disapproval goes up to four or is it five I think four I think it is four fail goes up to five come on no disapproval there it is that's what I was waiting for ooh get you four get you one of them four get you one of them four two D four sorry two D four Has anybody got it handy? Yes. Cleric incurs an immediate minus one penalty to all attempts to lay on hands until he goes on a quest to heal the crippled. Quest is of his own design, but generally speaking, must result in significant aid to the crippled, blind, lame, sickly, etc. Once the quest is completed, the data revokes the penalty. While the penalty remains, it applies to all attempts to lay on hands, even if the normal disapproval range has been reduced back to a natural one. Okay. He tries it again. Okay. Twelve. Does Mephrodis count as a cripple? And that's two dice. He's pretty close. <laughs> he should. Alright, 18. That takes care of Bong. Okay, so you guys are back at the temple, pretty much all healed up. Prosper immediately goes out in the streets looking for a cripple. You're going to see a one cripple? That hardly seems quest worthy. I thought that's what I was supposed to do, heal the cripple. The crippled, as in like... Like all of them? All of them. No, like something significant. <laughs> I mean, 40 years later, Prospero gets to come back. We've caused a lot of that cripple. <laughs> he needs to establish a plan, a quest. <coughs> to heal the crippled, not just the cripple. The crippled. <coughs> all right, well, uh, he'll wait for Monty to tell him what to do. So, you guys are back at the temple. We're close to the end of the evening, so perhaps just what do you guys have in mind next? You've got a city that sort of a power vacuum, not completely. You've got a thieves... Due to the arrangement of the Thieves' Guild, there's a token figurehead that's working on bringing the city under control. Whether they need your help with that is unknown. Um, How can we save Nuni Klaus? I mean, a tower fell on him. <laughs> but if, if we, we're still in the time frame to roll his body, though. Mephitis is going to invoke uh, Malak. 
Okay. Because he's like that. This always works in our way. Never fails. <laughs> 14. That's not good. Warlock is going to say, who? I've never heard of it. Uh, 14 on Malak's invoke table, which is... Malak is annoyed and admonishes the <laughs> caster severely before begrudgingly causing the caster's skin to become bark-like. AC plus 4. <laughs> and an increase of 2 to 3 to the caster's strength ability. Well. These effects last for 1d4 turns and the ability score increase can be spell-burned. Alright, my... Sp- my strength goes up by 1d4. Nice. Sweet. It goes up by 3. Mephrodis, not one to take no for an answer, is going to cast it again. So Mephrodis is His strength goes doing up to this. 8. He's going to cast Abram comes up from the basement and says they're hearing a significant amount of splashing sound from the sewers below. Oh, Lord. Is it Nudie Klaus? <laughs> Why don't you open the gate and find out? <laughs> yeah, he's like saying, "Is it? Is it? Oh my God! Oh my God! You're back!" And he runs over there. So. <laughs> Maybe people think Mephrodus is there and Nudiklaus is there. Oh, what's, what's, what's going on now? There's something going down in the sewers. Aram has reported that the guards down by the sewers have reported there's a distinct sound of splashing coming up to that tunnel. That one of the six, the sewer entrance you guys get tell, this originally, there's a large amount of splashing coming in. Tell somebody stick their head down there and figure out what's going on. Don't bother me with these troubles. Prospero goes Matt. and looks. Prospero look, sticks his head through the grate to see what's going on. All he can hear is sounds. It's echoing up through the thing. Um, He's not very good at telling how many, but it sounds like there's a a lot of splashing going on in those sewers. What time of day is it? Good question. Uh, Evening. Late evening. Middle evening. Sun is starting to set. Shadows are super long. Darkness is coming across the city. How's that sky looking? Dark. Clouds. Big banks of thunderheads. What about the space between the stars? Can't even tell. There's so many clouds. Yeah. Stars are getting blotted out by the darkness. Well, let's see here. What do you guys think? Well, it sounds like we're in a lot of trouble. Personally, I think it doesn't sound very well, very good. <laughs> we don't have Nuni Klaus. He's always been kind of our ace in the hole. Because he can blow stuff up at will. Including the most powerful magic, magical relic we've ever found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Especially that. Yeah. That, that it, relic has been such a jerk. <laughs> They're all jerks. That's the problem, you know? It was the glass chipley. Well, it was. was. The key word. It's a good time to leave the city. <laughs> well, we could do that. We could like... Uh, we're, we're just getting started. What are you talking about? I don't think Cthulhu cares where we go. He's going to show up and be like, oh, crap, I missed him. Oh, well. Listen, Cthulhu, Cthulhu can suck it because it's, it's time for us to rest. I need to reset my disapproval. You need to, doesn't, shouldn't there be some sacrifices going on? Yeah, let's smash up some of those gems or virgins or something. 
percent. So Aram seems pretty insistent that the splashing is continuing and drawing closer. Santh will will look to to Dustin, and Dustin will look to Jeffrey and say, Jeffrey, I cast Holy Sanctuary on this place. Nobody should be able to get in through the sewers. Yeah, just tell Aram to chill out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not – listen, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying – I'm fairly certain the check on that was something like a 36. It which, was high. Which is, I mean, it was off the chart. It was the highest like check available. It says right here. So the cleric, question is, cleric may invoke at any one time the GM go to hell rule because the <laughs> temple is under protection of Mani. And the question is, how much protection does Mani offer against perhaps higher? Patrons and deities and, oh, and stuff. That's the question you have to ask yourself. How powerful is money? Can money prevent sanctuary against oh upset deities? I think we're gonna be floating above Riley before I think money and Malatok and Cinder and Malok and if we have to, we'll conscript uh, the Carnifex into this. <laughs> I think we can win yeah. this. Hey, that's a good point. The Carnifex is uh, aren't the Carnifex and Monty's sisters anyway? Yeah, she was like making out with us last time we met. You know, so <laughs> we're we're on good terms. They're both the children of death. Is that is that correct, Jeffrey? I believe the Carnifex yeah. and Monty are sisters. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, it's eleven o'clock. Are we gonna are we gonna see what this is, or is this just the foreboding that we have to look forward to till next week? Sort of depends on your actions. We won't roll the combat if there's any combat to be had, but tell me what your next actions are. You guys just going to want to sit tight here with splashing in the sewers, or... So, so Prospero what? couldn't see what it, what, what it was? Splashing's growing closer. So it's Are like you just going to wait until he can see something at the bottom of the, the sewer pipe there? It was coming up the sewers. It's like not to us yet, but coming our way. It's coming your way, so you can decide whether to just wait patiently. Bong hops down with a torch on a rope to see what it is. Who's going down? Bong. Okay. What does he see? Bong sees... Oh, crap. Did I not get the right... Sees one of those. What is that? Except there's a lot of them. Just ah. Hera's narrow vision, he can see at least 10 to 12, but he suspects there's even more. So They've got a combination of nets, clubs, claws, uh, all headed your way. No. So like walking Am piranha lizardfish? Is this like a, a deep one? Is that what I'm uh, looking at? Metagame it, was? It, looks like, it looks like it's a deponaton. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> oh. <found> Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll wrap up for the evening as you get the to how strong is the sanctuary dot <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a deaponatop dot <laughs> how strong this holy sanctuary spell really is uh, it's real strong you'll find out how strong the pimp hand is say it say it this <laughs> Uh, That's how confident he is. He just goes and lays down. Yeah, he he fell asleep on the on the staircase. He had some virgins carrying the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good game, man. Yeah, and that's it for the evening. 
All right. Yeah, thank you, sir. Got that baby. So, so, so we can't save Danny Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to save Danny Klaus. Danny Klaus is better off. He's under a tower of rubble. You're talking. Now you're just arguing with some Danny Klaus, he might have went back to. He's up with the black goat. Back in the hills. Just chilling. Does Nudie Klaus have any personal effects, you know, dealing with the black goat here in the temple? No. Come on, say yes. <laughs> yeah, he would have left all his stuff there. Yeah, uh, Memphis is getting all that stuff and looking through it. <laughs> that's cool. We'll carry that for next week. So that's it for tonight, guys. All right, later, guys. All right, yeah, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.